game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. So, lads, lasses, and other badasses. Um, me, personally, I live in Los Angeles, as you can probably hear right now. Donald over there lives in Chicago. So, from the bottom of my heart, from the people of Los Angeles, I want every single one of you motherfuckers to suck it. Um, Lakers won their championships. Dodgers have won their championships. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a shit about the Dodgers. I I low-key wanted them to lose because I wanted people to experience the anxiety. I like people experiencing the anxiety that happens during these championship matches because they get to experience what I experience on a daily basis. And I think it's funny. Um, But uh, that's how we're starting this, by me gloating. You know, LA's uh, Civic City Pride or whatever the fuck. I thought... I thought that was just like LA on a regular basis in the background. I thought that was gunshots. Well, that's the city of Los Angeles. I'm actually in Whittier. I'm in LA County, so we don't get that as much. Oh. So sorry to disappoint. Um, but yes, anyways, welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast. I am Matt. I'm Don. Um, it's that's probably that's the only time you're going to hear me speak about sports ball now. It's it's so weird because like I'm hearing all the fireworks and everything over there, and joking about like gunshots and everything. I've moved. I recently moved out to the burbs of Chicago, and it's fucking quiet. It's like scary. Yeah, it is. I would imagine so. You're so used to you're so used to the loudness of it all that like any sort of quietness is is just suspicious. <laughs> it's super like like it's super suspicious. The first week I couldn't sleep. And like now it's like I'm falling asleep at like 11, 12 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh shit, I'm used to being up until three in the morning. What's going on here? I know, right? It's, it's, I mean, like I, I don't know. I could sleep in either of them. I don't know. Maybe it's because like I haven't really dealt with um, living in a city so much that I'm just like blissfully ignorant of the bad things that are going on. But I will say this, that I, I know, I at least know some family and people that will keep me away from the trouble. And so that way I could just be like a tiny dog walking through the street because I am not one of those family know... members. <laughs> oh no, you are. I'm sure if you had, if something had happened to me while in Chicago, you would have like not, you would have done something. I know you for sure. <laughs> okay. When we were in Jersey, I am not that person. <laughs> oh no, you're not that person. No, no. But then again, there wasn't really any like, there's in trouble in Jersey. Okay, first off, who the fuck from Jersey was gonna mess with us? Like, I, what, what's somebody from New Jersey gonna do? You know, fucking, I don't know, New Jersey stereotypes help me. <laughs> that, that's the thing. I was like, everybody we talked to in New Jersey and, and New York wasn't like the typical New York or Jersey stereotype. Like, I, oh, because I, just, I don't think they were transplants. Yeah, I distinctly remember like one of the natives there like was talking about we think moving to SoCal. And like him talking, I was like, oh man, I'm like, you have the most SoCal accent I've ever heard. And I'm standing next to a motherfucker from SoCal. Yeah, I don't, we don't, I still don't believe that we have an accent. I mean, I know that we do and we don't necessarily know it because it is 
you know, you're surrounded by it. You don't know you have an accent when you're surrounded by your own people, but it's just, I don't believe that we truly have an accent. I know we have mannerisms of speaking and I know we have phrases that are really um, localized to Southern California, but I don't really necessarily believe we have an accent. If any of us have an accent, it's the ones that speak Spanish or of Mexican descent. But, that's fair. So, you know, so Southern California as a whole, I don't believe has an accent. You motherfucker, you have an accent. I do not have an accent. I don't know. I don't hear I, I don't ha- I don't hear it from you often. I hear it more from your mom, but you have an accent here here and there. Like it's just that's just a part of you. Like it's it's just like your little warts. It's just, you know, once you get it you you have it once and you're born with it, you have it forever. <laughs> oh man. So, so you tell me. So you tell me at least. <laughs> um, it is Halloween week. Yes, it's spooky season, uh, is, boys and girls and others. What better way to celebrate spooky season than talking about the disaster that was the last Halloween Havoc of WCW? Oh, yeah. that's Oh, yeah, that we were going to... Wow, fuck. See, we've been so out of it that we haven't really planned what the fuck we're going to talk about. I completely forgot we were going to talk about that. Uh, but can we talk about one thing? Because I know I've seen a lot of people... Um, get on it about and i think it's important for us to address it um mm-hmm. you and i talked briefly about kylie ray um did uh, you see any other rumors i have not okay so there's very little information about it but i think we should cover it now because i think it's very important especially since we're big kylie ray fans ourselves mm-hmm. um kylie ray did not show up to bound for glory on saturday she was scheduled to uh, meet Deanna Perrazzo for a uh, Impact Knockouts Championship match, and she didn't show up. And so they didn't really mention it on commentary. And uh, from what I understand, it's out of respect to whatever Kylie Ray is dealing with. Um, but, you know, obviously, uh, so, was it Soon Young? Um, yeah. Um, took her place and beat Deanna Prazo for the uh, Knockouts Championship. And um, nobody knows for sure what is going on because initial reports, obviously from Meltzer, which are wrong, said that Kylie Ray was injured, um, which is why she didn't make it to Bound for Glory. Um, and a lot of other news report, news sites reported that. But then a few hours later, a lot, the majority of them retracted it, saying that she's not injured. She actually drove to um, Nashville and was at the taping, or drove down to Nashville at least, didn't get to the building, but drove down to Nashville. But for whatever reason, she just didn't show up. And so a lot of her friends that were in the back area had called her mm-hmm. and because they were worried, you know, obviously, because um, if, if you haven't really followed Kylie that much, uh, she hasn't really made it a secret that she deals with some mental health issues. So I think some friends kind of felt, you know, worried about the worst. Um, but apparently she's alive and well, which is obviously the most important news. Um, there's a, there's two rumors going around that one, she kind of had a breakdown like she did when like right before Dynamite had started. Uh-huh. Um, the second one is that she might have caught COVID um, because uh, she worked in indie date about a week or two prior before Bound for Glory and at that show multiple people caught COVID 
Um, but nobody knows for sure. All we know is that she's still in good standing with Impact. Um, and that she's been kind of radio silent on her, all her socials. Because she was really hyping up Bound for Glory. You can tell how excited she was for Bound for Glory. Yeah. Um, but whatever it is, uh, obviously, we wish Kylie Ray the best. Um, it's it's just weird um, when, you know, people do that. You always assume the worst because I think, you know, no-shows, especially from somebody that's always um, as professional as she is and such a light ray of sunshine as she is, is always, um, you know. She's, I mean, she is a ray of sunshine. It's, it's like, I, you know, obviously we don't know the full extent of what's going on. Um, and she tends, she's a person who likes to keep her private life private. Like, you know, we only get glimpses into her personal life. Just like um, anybody else, yeah. Yeah, just like anybody else. Like, I mean, just like anybody else, but she's definitely a solid who likes to keep her personal life as personal as to the best as possible. Yeah. So all we can really say is, you know, we wish her, we wish her well, and we hope whatever is going on that, you know, she gets through it okay. Fucking hell. Sorry. Um, yeah, if, and always if you deal with mental health issues or if you feel like uh, there's something more on your on your plate that you can't handle, please reach out and talk to somebody because, you know, it's, it's we know it's hard to deal with and it's scary to deal with. So please, by all means, you always have a friend and you can uh, talk to us if you feel the need to talk to a stranger. Um, obviously, Don is Aldon Brujo on both Twitter and uh, Instagram. I am pending 257 on Twitter. Um, and, you know, we, we are as much as your friends as you are ours. So uh we just i just wanted to send out some good thoughts and vibes to kylie ray and whatever she's dealing with that's yeah that's all i can say um man how do we transition out of that um you know what's also scary um really bad wcw matches you're right you're right i I don't know if i don't know if i'd rather have a panic attack or deal with fucking halloween havoc oh my god uh, so let's take you back to the year 2000. We are actually, we are actually uh, two days away from the anniversary of Halloween Havoc 2000, which was the 12th Halloween Havoc um, put on by WCW, which is interesting. It would also be the last Halloween Havoc. Um, came from... Las Vegas, Nevada at the MGA Grand Garden Arena where AEW had their inaugural uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view mm-hmm. that we were supposed to go to. We were still here, but unfortunately things happen. And, and I think we've talked about this before, but I think it was actually a good idea that we didn't because uh, of money. Yeah. I mean, I had money saved up for the trip. Yeah, I had bills that racked up uh, uh, within the months coming of Double or Nothing. But um, real quick before we go into this, uh, some fun facts about Halloween Havoc. Do you remember when the first Halloween Havoc was? Mm, 13 years before this? No. No? No. 
If you can get the year right, if you can get the year right, I'd be impressed. If I could get the year right? Yeah. Would it happen to be 1989? Yes, you are correct. It was 1989 because I know you clicked on the Halloween Havoc fucking Wikipedia. (laughs) I heard that click, you stupid (laughs) asshole. Oh my god. Do you know where the, do you know when the second one was? Uh, I think it was like 91, wasn't it? No, it was 1990. Do you know where? Um, I guess somewhere in the south. I want to say Atlanta. No, not even. Chicago, Illinois. Really? Yeah. You're looking at dates and venues, aren't you, motherfucker? Yes, I am. Sting versus Sid Vicious. You see, you made this no fun because now you just like, I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to entertain the fans by, make, by making you stumped. And here you are, just like, oh, I'm gonna go look up the fucking answers, dick. <laughs> I already had the information pulled up in front of me. I just needed to click. Again, oh my god! Spookiest town. This this spookiest town. This this uh this uh this event took place at a Halloween Havoc took place. Took place in. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, we got that part down. I said, what was um, the spookiest though? What was the spookiest place that took place at? Yeah. For Halloween Havoc? Yeah. Where is the spookiest place that Halloween Havoc ever took place? I mean, that's hard because I'd say like Detroit, Michigan because, ew. I was going to go with the, the obvious Detroit, Michigan, but I'm actually going to say Chattanooga. Chattanooga? I mean, New Orleans I, is, a, is a good, strong contender for that. I mean, New Orleans is a strong contender, but like, I feel like if you ever end up like, if you didn't know what Chattanooga was and you just ended up somewhere named Chattanooga, I, I'd be scared that I'm like I ended up in the Bermuda Triangle of like weird ass town names, and I would never find my way back. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, yeah. Um, what? What? Chattanooga is not a place I'd ever want to end up in. I don't know. I feel like now that I'm, I'm aware of like the the stronghold that Chattanooga was for wrestling, I feel like m- like most major pay per views, yeah, as far as southern wrestling goes, need to be in Chattanooga. That's fair. But that means you'd have to go to Tennessee, and I think very little people want to go to Tennessee. Um, who created Halloween Havoc? This isn't on the Wikipedia, but do you remember who created Halloween Havoc? Uh, Dusty. There you go, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes had a real, has a real knack for, um, for making up uh, pay-per-views and stuff like that, because Halloween Havoc was, um, was one of his, I believe, obviously, Starcade was his as well. Mm-hmm. War Games. Um, if you from all the from all the pay-per-views that WCW and the NWA had, what would you consider to be the WrestleMania for Jim Crockett and WCW? I mean, Starcade, obviously. You would think, but Starcade didn't become their WrestleMania until WCW was a thing until like the the mid '90s. They they actually considered their top pay-per-view to be Halloween Havoc for the longest time. Really. Up until about 1993 is when, and even the Eric Bischoff has said this, that Halloween Havoc was a bigger pay-per-view than Starcade. Uh, so, I mean, uh, it shows because a lot, there's still a lot of matches, like even like in the mid to uh, late 90s, like a lot of these big matches and blow-off feuds happened at Halloween Havoc. Like look at DDP versus uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Like that was, that's literally one of the greatest uh, feuds and pay-per-view matches for DDP uh, and for, I mean, Macho Man and WCW, and it happened at Halloween Havoc. 
like there's obviously a lot of bad that happened at Halloween Havoc, but that's mostly going towards the end of WCW's run as a company. But before that, a lot of classic matches happened at Halloween Havoc. But we're not talking about those. No, we're going <laughs> to fuck you over. We're going to waste your hour by talking to you about one of the worst Halloween Havocs. <laughs> Because anybody can talk about what a good show a Halloween Havoc is, but we, the National Disasters of Wrestling, are going to talk about the shitty stuff. I was going to say the shitty shit, but the shitty stuff. You see, it's so crazy. So, like, Starcade is their longest-running pay-per-view. Yeah. Right next to the Great American Bash. Yeah. And like Great American Bash used to have a tour with it as well, which is fucked yeah. up. Ooh, this- 19... 19- 1989 was a good year for fucking for fucking pay-per-views in in uh the in the WCW. You had Shytown Rumble, mm-hmm. which was main event was uh Ricky Ric Flair versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Of course. Uh, God, there's so so many good stuff here. A lot so, of uh, a lot of Jim Crockett before um, Ted Turner bought it. As I mean, as as business wise, um, a lot of people didn't like what Jim Crockett did towards the end, but creatively, a lot of that stuff was good. Yeah. Um, at, at least what from what we the fans saw. I know there was a lot of, um, you know, politics backstage that a lot of people didn't like, and there's again, there's a reason why Ted Turner ended up buying Jim Crockett promotions, but. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to beat some of those years, um, and you know, it's and that's coming from somebody that grew up with modern wrestling as opposed to watching a lot of classic wrestling back from the '80s and '70s. You, as a man of 173, you know, watched Abraham Lincoln fucking wrestle for the United States title, so I'm sure you can appreciate a lot of what Jim Crockett did. Bitch, I'm like eight years older than you. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, Grandpa? You're mumbling again. Eight years old, you really, you literally have your uh, what was it AARP fucking magazines already coming to your house. All right, they just haven't gotten there because of the mail right now. All right, Trump's trying to take away your Medicaid, and remember, if I was in Chicago, I'd be voting for you. I'd be voting on your behalf, Grandpa. All right, I see. Look, he's flipping off children again. He's flipping, he just he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know any better. It's fine. Uh, just don't mix up your heart pills with your Cialis. All right, I know Gene expects a lot from you. All right, but just, you know, it's a very sticky situation you'll get yourself in again, Grandpa. You you do realize I know where you live, right? I have your address. Uh, If I was afraid of the elderly, I'd be afraid of my dad. And I'm not afraid of my dad, which therefore I am not afraid of you. So I could literally mail you a bag of dicks. I could literally uh, kick your cane and make you fall. (laughs) Fuck you. That's not funny. I actually had a cane for a while when I fucked up. I got invited you. I remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell Gina not to give you pudding tonight. I swear to God, keep fucking with me. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> anyways, back to Halloween Havoc. Let's take you back to the way, 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 way back machine to 2000. Uh, I, actually, we're gonna, yeah, we're pushing. We're pushing almost two years. Or, 20 years to the day. Uh, said that at the beginning of this, that we're, yeah. two years, we're two days away. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> See, it's, it's the scene on this. It's, it's happening already. Look at them. 
What What would you think the attendance was for Halloween Havoc? Um, I'm gonna guess in the range of eight thousand four hundred and sixty-four people. Less. Yeah. Really. Eight hundred four hundred sixty-three. No, it was seven thousand five hundred and eighty-two. <laughs> Are we talking about people that actually paid? Uh, no, we're not talking about people that actually paid. It's just well, that sounds like people. Really? Because that sounds like about the people that actually paid. Because I couldn't. Uh, uh, okay, whatever. Fine. That's just the total headcount. Interesting. The tagline was. Uh, when our when our inner animals come out to play, what the fuck does that even mean? No, the tag the tagline was uh the future of professional the future of professional wrestling is here and now. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. What the fuck is wrong with me? I was looking at ninety nine. Not even on the wrong fuck right fucking pay per view. No, they're both. I I mean, if you took a shit and you named it Halloween Havoc, it's either be ninety nine or two thousand. You can't no, like you wouldn't be wrong either way. You really wouldn't. Um, Oh boy, professional wrestling is now that you know what that sounds like something that TNA would have like had a tagline for, but and they probably did maybe like three years, four years later. This sounds like something WWE would use as a fucking tagline now. Yeah, 20 years later, nothing's really changed. And why in this poster does... I think that's Sting? Why does Sting look like Jeff Hardy? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I had to do a double take when I was looking at what the, the fucking... What the fuck is this poster? Like, like okay, if, 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 you, if, if you're just listening to this and you can't get to your phone right now, look up Halloween Havoc, the Halloween Havoc 2000 poster. It, it looks like Sting... It, Sting looks like Jeff party in like a black bodysuit holding out, uh, holding out his arms and almost like a t-pose with blue flames around him uh, the poster is black and blue and there's like there, the writing is very generic the writing is very generic it looks like something out of photoshop but it also looks like you know the the heartbeat monitors it's like the little lines like that's what it looks that's what it looks like like if i wouldn't want... tell i wouldn't tell this was from halloween do, do yourself a favor real quick matt I want you to open up a new tab. Okay. Type in WCW Halloween Havoc 2000. Okay. Now click images. Oh God, I'm scared. Okay. Now click the third image from the top. Is that the is that the ring apron? Yeah. What the fuck is backstage is all? Oh, okay, I remember that video game, yeah. Yeah. It's that so logo. That logo is horrible. Is that that's supposed to be an H? Yeah. That honest that honestly looks like something out of like an indie show from like two thousand five, two thousand six. That looks like something out of backstage. Oh, that's what the oh, that's what the fucking actual like the lights on. There's a gif of Mike Awesome and fucking vampiro and like with the lights on it looks even worse Oof. Oof. did you play did you play backstage assault no i didn't your mic's starting to sound a little shitty sorry hold on i don't know what the fuck is going on this is always sorry. fun no it is horrible what the fuck i didn't even do anything hold on hey we're just gonna edit out those audio difficulties you see, you keep lying to everybody that listens to this and records this because Lord knows you don't edit shit. 
So, yes, Halloween Havoc 2000. But did you play backstage or no? You said no, no I, never, right? I never played backstage. So. It was such, it was such like, I don't want to say it was a horrible game, but just the, the, the premise of it is basically like every single fight or match took place in the backstage area. So there was literally no ring whatsoever. And it was so weird. It was like, I don't know. It was just like playing like UFC, but like if it took place behind a bar. Uh, which basically what UFC fights are anyways. Yeah. Just sanctioned so, and like millions of dollars. So prior to uh, 2000, Halloween Havoc always had like kind of a special themed uh, stage. Mm-hmm. This, did- uh, this did not. This, this looked like the raw. It looked like the stage for the and entrance for raw yeah it looked really bad uh it looked like no it, it, it looked like it had no um no imagination behind it whatsoever here let's listen into the promo for halloween havoc 2000 it's all hallows eve the time of the year for the unexplained the unexpected the waking hour has arrived. These men must conquer their fears, face their demons, and overcome defeat. They all have distinct missions, but one goal in common absolute supremacy. You will witness the night of reckoning. WCW's Halloween Havoc, brought to you by Electronic Arts WCW Backstage Assault. God, that fucking, that that's horrible. You know what it looks like if you find if you find oh wow this video is for kids. If you find this um if you find that promo, it looks a lot like uh, the Armageddon promo that WWE used. Yeah. Oof. So the buy rate for the pay per view was point one five. That is for two thousand. That is considered absolute trash. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not good at all. How much is point one five? Point one five by weight. No. It's. I mean, go ahead and keep talking. I'm just look it up. So the event overall. So the event overall, I mean, each no match lasted more than ten minutes. That's gross. I'm lying. There's one match that went fourteen thirty. So which match was that? Oh, it was probably the main event, right? No, not even. Oof. So, sorry, there are two matches that went a little bit over ten minutes, and they weren't the main event. Like neither was the main event. Um, the card. Really? That's weird. Yeah. So I'm gonna quickly go down this card real quick. So you had the natural born thrillers of Mark and Rick and Sean O'Hare against the filthy animals of Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. with Conan, and the Boogie Knights, which was Disco and Alec Alex Wright. You had Reno versus Sergeant Awol. 
Um, you had the Misfits action, LT Loco and Captain Kujan against the perfect events of Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo. Filthy Animals, Conan and, and Tigress against Shane Douglas and Tori Wilson. You had Buff Bagwell versus David Flair in a first blood DNA match. Uh, yeah. You had Mark Sanders with Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo against Ernest Miller with Miss Jones in a kickboxing match. You had Mike Awesome versus Vampiro. You had a handicap match for the WCW United States Championship in Glenn Ritten versus Lance Storm and Jim Duggan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. Booker T versus Scott Steiner for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And then you had uh, you had Goldberg in the main event versus Chronic in a handicap elimination match. Interesting. That that was your main event. Lord knows why. Point one five. Oh shit. So point one five is the buy rate. I'm sorry, but I looked this up. So they estimate that only seventy thousand people watch this on pay per view. Fuck. That, that is. Do you know, okay, so do you do you before we go continue, do you know do you remember what the pay per view before before this was? Uh Fall Brawl. Fall Brawl. Do you remember what the pay per view before that was? Uh without looking without looking at a computer. Without looking at a computer. Just guess. New Blood Rising. See you fucking you did you looked. God, you're such an asshole. Yes, New Blood Rising. New Blood Rising, how many viewers? Smart ass. Oh, how many viewers? How many people realize? I don't know. 85,000. 85,000. So a drop-off in two months between New Blood Rising and Halloween Havoc 2000, 15,000 people. Fuck. And even between New Blood Rising and Fall Brawl 2000, a drop-off of 10,000. 75,000 estimated uh, buyers for Fall Brawl. Fuck. Like, just all of 2000 was like... (laughs) It, obviously, like it kind of like it went up and down, but once you got towards the end of 2000, that was it. That was the dumpster fire that was Vince Russo. Basically, I mean, just all of WCW. I mean, this is basically all of WCW's sins coming home to collect whatever the fuck they did. And this isn't a year where they released Ready to Rumble. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was released like a year too late. Yeah. Um, but even then, like, the Ready to Rumble is, I mean, we've covered Ready to Rumble a little bit, but Ready to Rumble is one of those movies where it's a cult classic or it's a very niche movie because, it, you know, people, wrestling fans enjoy it because it's a wrestling movie, but also because it's horrifically bad as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, wrestling didn't have the credibility to make that movie work and for people to take wrestling seriously because like it's a love letter it's a love letter to wrestling it is you know it's it didn't it didn't help it helped nothing in that in that era but anyways let's continue with Halloween Havoc 2000 I I really I, I really regret having to to do this you chose this 
I did. I did. No, I gave you the option of 99 or 2000. Listen, we'd be suffering either way, and you're the <laughs> one to let me choose your pain, so you have nobody to blame but yourself. So we must, so I guess, you know what, just to kind of, just to kind of uh, clarify some things. So f Halloween Havoc 1999, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is that the year that, is that the year where they fucked up and, where they fucked up the uh, ending? Um... No, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of ninety nine. I mean ninety eight. That's the one where yeah, that's the one where they um, yeah, yeah, the yeah, matches, yeah, yeah. A couple of matches went too long and they cut out before uh, the yeah. the main event of uh, DDP versus Goldberg. Yeah, and so they basically so a lot of people they lost a lot of money because they had to do a lot of uh, uh, refunds, and that they also had to um, replay the show. Or replay the the match on Nitro the next night, which got yeah. the pay per view, uh, which got the pay per view companies pissed off. Yeah, that's that yeah. They sense. ran three. Halloween Havoc '98 ran three and a half hours rather than the standard three. Many pay per view feeds ended during the main while the main event Goldberg versus DDP was still underway. Um, if you listen to a lot of people, it actually cut out once the bell rang for the match, and then that's all people saw. Uh, Kevin Powers hailed the bout as the best ever held at a Halloween Havoc event while criticizing because that was the same year Hogan and Warrior had happened. And uh, Kevin Powers, it's hard to believe that thousands of pay-per-view customers missed the main event of Halloween Havoc 98 because WCW ran out of broadcast time. But some cool Chris of Fate fans did get to watch the disastrous WrestleMania 7 match between Warrior and Hogan. Um, so we've come two years from that accidental debacle and then like what's basically a great Halloween Havoc aside from Hogan versus Warrior to I mean this to uh, first blood DNA matches uh where should where do you want to start on this well let's start with the what the fuck is going on in the background of your house um Los Angeles Dodgers I literally feel like I'm actually in Los, in like Los Angeles proper right now. You're right. You're like right. If you did, like, if while you're reading off the card, like, there was literally a war zone going on, like, right behind my house, maybe like a couple streets down. Like, fucking fire set. They just got louder and louder. Like, I had to mute my mic because it was so loud. You, you're right. You're right. Welcome to Chicago. Oh shit! Welcome to, Welcome to Los Angeles, motherfucker. <laughs> Your commentators were Mike, or uh, sorry, Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, and Stevie Ray. Um, Gene Oakland is. Uh, wait, 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 One more time. Tony Schiavone, the voice of WCW. Yeah. Mark Madden, who a lot of people actually hated as a commentator, but he apparently wasn't that bad of a person. Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray, Booker T's brother. The other part I know. of Harlem Heat. What the yeah. fuck? Anyways. Gene Oakland for interviewing. Your referees were Mark Johnson, Nick Patrick, and Charles Robinson, as well as Billy Silverman. Yeah. And then your ring announcers were David Penzer and, of course, Michael Buffer. Um, do you think by this time that Gene Oakland has read, like, knew he'd have to prepare to go back to WWF, or do you think like he didn't think anything would be wrong? 
I'm pretty sure he thought he was going to just retire. I mean, he kind of did afterwards. But... Like he didn't, I don't think he cared either way. That's true. I mean, he had he he made a lot of money. He made he a lot of money in WCW. He did. He made so much money. Um, do you want to run down the event? Sure. So the first match was a three-way dance for the WCW World Tag Team Championships. It was uh, the Natural Born Thrillers, Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare, uh, defeating the Filthy Animals, uh, Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. with Conan, and the Boogie Knights, Disco and Alex Wright. Um, Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare were uh, two of uh, WCW's highest and youngest prospects that they had. Um, going so far as you know the rumor going around that a year later or a few months later when they had their last nitro the match that Jindrak and O'Hare had was basically their tryout for uh for the WWF uh, because both of them had really good looks and they were you know they they physically they looked awesome uh uh you know athletically both were pretty were pretty good in the ring um was it O'Hare or was it Jindrak that had the swanton? I think it was O'Hare. O'Hare. O'Hare had the swanton. Yeah, it was O'Hare that had the swanton. Um, and that's a big dude doing a dive like that. Um, but unfortunately, both of them didn't really have the charisma. or I don't know if they had the charisma, but they just never were fully given the chance to try to get the crowd behind them. Um, Tom O'Hare should have been a megastar in WWE. He kind of he was getting there. When he had Teddy Long by his side, he was kind of getting there. Uh, Jindrak just never really hit. Uh, Filthy Animals, obviously Billy Kidman, one of the luckiest bastards that was um, uh, married to Tori Wilson, but also one of the stupidest bastards because he's divorced from Tori Wilson. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., uh, obviously with the WWE still, his son Dominic uh, is now with the company as well. Uh, you, mean Conan, his foster, you mean his foster son Dominic? Uh, Conan, obviously, he has uh, The Crash, his wrestling promotion, and his podcast, Keeping It Real with Conan mm -hmm. on MLW Radio. Mm -hmm. uh, Disco Inferno is, runs, uh, is a manager or runs a strip club in Vegas. You and know, Conan, also... Conan recently posted a picture of uh, himself himself with Rey Mysterio and uh, Eddie Guerrero's son. And Alex Wright, <laughs> uh, Das Wonderkind. Uh, what the fuck is he doing right now? I, I mean, he was actually a really good, good-looking boy too back in the day. Oh, he retired in two thousand three. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but yeah, um, do you remember this match at all? Nope. Good. Neither day. Uh, <laughs> Next one. Uh, well, just just to clarify, Mysterio had a springboard leg drop. Oh, Hare hit a swanton on Inferno, and of course, Inferno eats the pin because uh, everybody else here is talent. Everybody, everybody else <laughs> there is talented. Uh, uh, second match now? Hardcore championship match between yes, Reno and WC Sergeant AWOL. WCW <laughs> had a hardcore championship, and it looked terrible. Did it? I don't remember what it even fucking looked like. like hold on. Look that shit up. It looked terrible. Wow. Oh, that is garbage. See? Oh. That looks, that literally looks like, kind of like, oh my God, I just realized this. That looks like the ECW. Uh, it does look like the title. EC. 
television title or the uh, the because there's two versions of it and the one if you look at the, on the wikipedia or like the first page the one on the right is the one that's like showed prominently in the in the wwe video games that one sucks that no looks, look that looks so garbage oh who thought this was a good idea Bischoff, probably. I mean, WCW was ECW light, just with older men who couldn't take the bumps. Who were probably too scared to take the bumps, or honestly, would take the bumps, but take the lightest of bumps and then ask for like three months off with pay. Yeah, because oh. we could do that. Anyways, go on. So garbage. Um. Anyways, yes, WCW Hardcore Championship saw Reno versus. Sergeant Awol, do you remember who Sergeant Awol is? Um, not by the name Sergeant Awol, but looking, uh, he was Malice in TNA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I did not know that. That he was. And apparently he still. Oh no! Wait, I was about to say he technically never retired. He did retire because he died in two thousand three. Oof! In Japan, of all places. Oof. Rest in peace. And uh, our our thoughts and prayers go out to his uh, fiance Julia Schill. Um, about uh, seventeen years too late. <laughs> um. Anyways. Oh my God. Anyways, so he... dark place, Don. <laughs> yeah, I blame, blame me. you. <laughs> blame me. Anyways, if, anybody's offended, if, if anybody's offended by this, uh, this, uh, this post is sponsored by Don. If Don anybody, and Don only. If anybody's offended by this, what, what's your Twitter handle? It's pending 259? It's actually uh, E-L-D-O-N-B-R-U-J-O on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, and, sure. Uh, and uh, oh, what the fuck is LinkedIn? And uh, anyways, go on. So... Uh... Yeah. Um, as this match went on, um, the Misfits in action, Lieutenant Loco and Captain, what the fuck, Captain Cajun? 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 And the perfect event, Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo, got, both teams got involved. Uh, do you remember who Lieutenant Loco was? Lieutenant Loco is uh, Chavo, isn't it? Chavo Guerrero Jr. And then there's there's really uh, Lash Larue was Captain Cajun. Cajun. I think it's Cajun. I think it's Colonel. Oh, God. What the fuck? Sean Stasiak is obviously Sean Stasiak. Uh, and I didn't know that fucking Sean Stasiak's dad was a former WWF champion. Yeah. And then Chuck Palumbo is Chuck Palumbo. Yeah. Um, um, who had a horrible biker gimmick. I don't know why I thought Chuck Palumbo died. No, he's. I think he still has a biker shop that he runs. He yeah, he retired, but he's not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and how weird is that they both teams got involved, but this also makes an impromptu match between the Misfits in Action and the Perfect Event, in which the Misfits in Action win, which is weird. Yeah. Like we get one shitty hardcore match that turns into a shitty six man tag. Yep. Or tag team match. I don't know. It doesn't really make it clear. 
So after this, you know, there was the uh, a mixed tag match between the Filthy Animals of Conan and Tigress versus Shane Douglas and Tori Wilson. Uh, who the fuck is Tiger? Oh, she was just one of the Nitro Girls. She was, yeah, she was one of the Nitro Girls that got somehow aligned with the Filthy Animals. Uh, Douglas comes out and challenges Tigress to come out alone uh, due to how Conan would be from his match earlier in the evening. Uh, she did come out alone, but then Conan obviously came out and hit a double face by on Douglas, um, giving Tigress and him the win. Um, I don't, I don't understand this at all. I don't, I don't understand it at all. This... Why did Shane? Why did Shane Douglas suck everywhere outside of ECW? Vince Russo. I thought they were boys, though. <laughs> Maybe that was the running gag that there were boys. Okay. After that, we have a first blood DNA match between David Flair and Buff Bagwell. Uh, Flair on his way to the ring brought a DNA testing kit with him, which he left on the announcer's table. Bagwell picked up the victory after hitting a Buff blockbuster followed by a chair shot of Flair. Uh, Lex Luger made a surprise return after five months away. It came out to uh, and it looked like he was going to come out to help Bagwell. But then he turned his back on him and pushing him into the ring post, causing him to bleed from the mouth because that's what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. Flair grabbed his DNA kit and used it to collect blood from Bagwell. What was the whole purpose of the first blood DNA match? I mean, that would have been good stuff to look up um, before we had recorded and, you know, uh, first blood DNA match. Let's look it up. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for. No, I've looked it up and like I can't find anything that was like remotely so I mean if we paid ten dollars and bought it on the WWE network, I'm sure we probably could have figured it out. So okay, so here is Russell Zone's uh take on the whole thing. The ridiculous was at the height of Vince Russo's nonsense overbooking and yet an absolutely absurd storyline. You see, David Flair's on-air fiance pregnant, Stacey Keebler was pregnant with someone else's child, thinking that it was Buff Bags Bagel was the father. Flair squared off against him in this first blood match in hopes of getting a DNA sample to prove Wait, Buff's daddy was... So, David Flair's... Stacy Keebler. Okay. Oh, wait. Was it Stacy Keebler or who was it where they staged that somebody had a miscarriage on WCW television? I don't remember that. You don't remember that? How do you not remember no. that? Oh my god. Uh, hold on, let's let's finish reading this. So thinking that Buff Bagwell was a father, you know, Flair sent out to prove it. Flair squared off against him in the first blood match in hopes of getting a DNA sample to prove that Buff Daddy was, in fact, the father. Quite the foolish premise, but luckily the match lasted lasted on five five minutes with Buff Bagwell scoring with But after the match, Lex Luger came to the ring, attacked Buff Bagwell, who began bleeding from the mouth, with Flair able to steal the sample after all. Why... Yeah, I know. It just us all. Yeah. 
this this is a this was a multi million dollar company. I mean, by now this company was you know probably worth like three hundred dollars and a sandwich, but I mean this is still a multi million dollar company. Yeah. If anybody ever wondered why AOL Time Warner didn't want anything to do with WCW at this point, well, I mean this is exactly why. Well, I mean this didn't help, but also you know Judy Bagwell on, the, on a forklift didn't help either before this, so. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw the WWC, sorry, the WCW Cruiserweight Champion Mike Sanders face off against the Commissioner uh, Ernest the Cat Miller in a non-title kickboxing match. I'm gonna repeat that: Mike Sanders versus Ernest the Cat Miller in a non-title kickboxing match. And Mike Sanders is the WCW Cruiserweight Champion. Um, Shane Douglas ended up coming to the ringside and distracted Miller and made Miller want to fight him and then Miller loses the match Um, so then Sanders becomes the new commissioner of WC what the fuck was Vince Russo smoking in 2000 Um, unfortunately I don't think he was smoking anything that's the sad part. I think if he was smoking something, I mean, there'd probably be better finishes or I mean, at least more intriguing matches than these, but that's not the case. I mean, you and I have better finishes than this. Oh, God. Anyways. <laughs> uh, before the next match, Vampira comes out to the ring and challenges Mike Awesome to, and asks him to put the WCW World Heavyweight Championship on the next night on, on the line on the next night of Nitro. Uh, their match became a false count anywhere match despite the stipulation not being announced. Awesome picked up the victory following a powerbomb to Vampiro to retain his title shot the next night. Uh, next match, Lance Storm defends his WCW United States Heavyweight Championship match in a handicap match uh, which was Jim Duggan take on General reaction. Oh, sorry. General erection. Gen erection. What the fuck? Build, which is build them on. Yeah. And uh, so he it was build them on with uh, Major Guns as his manager. Yes, a woman was named Major Guns in WCW in the era of our Lord two thousand. I mean, to be fair, this is where all of society was still, so we can't really put all the blame on WCW, unfortunately. No. Um, look, I can't say anything about this match. It, it, I mean, it's Landstorm, Bill Lamont. Like, on paper, it should be good, but it's WCW 2000. So, everything make, doesn't make no sense whatsoever. There's no need to have a fucking. There's no need to have a. Uh, a what you call it. Mm-hmm. There's no need to have a handicap match with Bill Demont and Lance Storm. Uh, just let's just continue because this is hurting you more and more each minute. Yeah. So, uh, next up we had Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. 
which this match was interesting for like four reasons all of them being sting so sting's making his way to the ring and a dude dressed up as sting as like an early sting attack sting then sting takes out the fake sting with the scorpion death drop after that another sting dressed in an early in an earlier 90s sting outfit attacks sting again and then another sting that's dressed up as nw wolfpack sting attacks the real sting the match goes on sting has Jarrett in the scorpion death lock and then a crow era sting a crow era looking sting comes up from the ring and drags sting down on you know back with him but when Sting gets out, hits the Scorpion Death Drop on Jarrett, the lights go out, and another Crow Sting comes down from the rafters and hits the real Sting with the Scorpion Death Drop on the announce table. And then another fake Sting broke, breaks a guitar over Sting's head, and then Jarrett breaks another one over Sting's head, and then Jarrett wins. If there's ever a clear definition of the phrase overbooked as hell. It's this garbage. Yeah. None of this makes sense whatsoever. As much as we as much as WCW and the WWF or actually anybody heralds Sting as the icon and the franchise of WCW. WCW did him dirty a lot in these years. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Continue, continue, please, Donald. The second of the last match saw WCW World Heavyweight WCW World Heavyweight um, Champion Booker T versus Scott Steiner, and uh, yeah. Scott Steiner was eliminated or disqualified after attacking Booker T with the lead pipe. Mm. There's honestly nothing to say about this. And and how weird is this that the the world championship is the second to last match? Not even the last match. It's the second to last match. Yeah. What is our last match of the evening? What is technically the main event of this evening? It was a no disqualification handicap match between Goldberg and Chronic. So the team of Brian Adams and Brian Clark. Um, Brian Adams tries to say that Goldberg hasn't been cleared to wrestle and that the match wouldn't take place. But then uh, footage on the Tron is shown of Goldberg receiving confirmation that he's cleared. Uh, Goldberg eliminates Clark, Brian Clark, uh, following a spear through a table, and then Goldberg eliminates Adams after hitting a spear and a jackhammer. And that's your fucking. That's your, your uh, main event. Your, your main, yeah, your main event was three minutes and forty three seconds. That, that's your main event for a fifty dollar pay per view. No, it was more. Sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, God. I would be pissed. 59.99. And adjusted yeah, for inflation. Adjusted for inflation for people. Probably $75, huh? That has to be like $75. $80. So. We listen in on Donald doing math. Yes. The most um, complicated thing he's done all day. Besides scratch his own it would be ninety dollars and sixty-seven cents in today's dollars. Ninety dollars. Ninety dollars and sixty-seven cents. My God. You adjusted for inflation. Good God, that's ridiculous. Imagine spending ninety dollars on a card that's not even worthy of being a nitro. That's not even worthy of being. A Saturday night or a WCW Saturday night or even a house show. God, if this was a house show, I'd be pissed. Yeah. I love how this pay per view just sucked the, the entire like energy out of us. Yeah. I'm so done with this. So. We're 20 years removed from WCW and we're still <laughs> done with it. Imagine if, imagine how like, piss we would be if we were actively aware of WCW back in like the 2000s because this time I was already over WCW uh, so after this Booker T continued the feud with Scott Steiner um, yeah, Steiner the... and Booker T uh, feuded up until the very end of WCW yeah Was it five months after this is when WCW finally folded? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just uh, just because we were talking about it earlier. Oh, fuck. Where did it go? Uh, damn it. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Where did I put it? Oh, there we go. Um, just so that way we give you a look of the rest of um, the shit show that was WCW after this. Um, Mayhem 2000, which is the pay-per-view that took place a month after this, scored a 0 0.12, which is about 55,000 buys. So another 15,000 buys we go down. Uh, Starcade 2000, taking place in December of 2000, is a 0.11, which is 50,000. Sin somehow garnered more attention and got a 0.17, which is about 80,000 buys. So we, we go up 30,000 buys from Starcade to Sin. Super Brawl The Revenge gets a 0.15 at 70,000 uh, buys. What do you think Greed got? Greed took place mm. on March 18, 2001. Don't look. What do you mm. think Greed got? What was the last one? Greed. Oh, before that, uh, yeah. Super Brawl Revenge. But what was the buy rate? Uh, 0. 0.15. 0. 0.15. I'm going to go with uh, 0. 0.13. 0. 0.10. Wow. An estimated 50,000 buys. Wow. How the mighty fall.
Um, what do you think out of all of WCW's entire history, what do you think was the highest selling the estimated highest selling pay-per-view that they had? Just take a random guess. Uh, 102,000 buys. Out of their whole history? Okay, maybe more. Oh, yeah, way more. Come on, let's think big. (laughs) A million buys. Um, you're, you're kind of close. You're a little, you're a little too, uh, too far ahead. Mm-hmm. But guess one more time. 900,000. No, a little too much. Oh. Uh, well. it was actually, uh, 700,000. 700,000? Wow. Uh, guess for what people were you? Guess. Take a while. Uh, Just take a while to guess. Bash at the beach? No. You get one more guess and think big. Think WCW heyday. Uh, of, the modern, uh, of the modern WCW era. Hogwild. God, no. Fuck, no. <laughs> um, one more guess. Out of th- I'll give you one more guess out of three. I don't know. It's whatever the fuck one that Jay Leno and... Uh, that Jay Leno... Whatever Jay Leno and Dennis Robin one was at. Is that, is that what's popular to you, old man? Jay Leno? Jay, <laughs> it's that man from the late night show that I watch after my medicine. No. Um, it was actually Starcade 97. Starcade 97? Starcade 97, so Hogan versus Sting. NWO Hogan versus Sting. Okay, that makes sense. Exactly, right? Um, yeah. God, Jesus Christ! So three years, like almost like like just a little over three years, we fall so far down that we're not even hitting the hundred thousands. That's crazy. It's, it's so sad, and it's so telling too, of just the horrible shit that WCW got themselves into. And it's just I don't know. It's a it's a good cautionary tale for what not to do when you're making a promotion, a wrestling promotion, or when you're doing any sort of business, um, don't let your, don't, don't give your friends too many favors. Kids don't do drugs. Uh, don't, don't sign over creative control, whatever you do, dear God. Um, how do we pick up from after that, Don? You, you did this to us. I mean, don't blame me. Bro, you're the one that wanted to do Halloween Havoc, all right? I gave you the choice of doing the best one or the worst one. Um, do, would you really consider ninety nine the the best one? No, but I told you, you only you only gave me the options between two thousand and ninety nine. <laughs> All right, don't put this on me. All right, and plus you're the one that's just like, oh, we should do Halloween Havoc. All right, I guess. Ooh, what do you want to do, the worst one or the worstest one? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're asking me to pick, you know. Shoot myself in the foot or shoot myself in the other foot. I guess I'll shoot myself in the foot. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um let's talk about AEW real quick so that way we can actually talk about something that we like. Um what how did you you watched AEW last week, right? Yeah. To you what was the best part? 
And if you say anything but Kenny Omega's entrance, um, I'm going to be very disappointed. Well, clearly, you weren't going to let me finish my sentence. But yes, Kenny Omega's entrance, as well as Chris Jericho and uh, MJS, do what? Dinner debonair or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I like I loved everything about how ridiculous Omega's entrance was. Like as far as like Justin Roberts' introduction, uh, the part that made me laugh the hardest was he once re- he once wrestled in North Carolina. I I died. Oh my god, that was so fucking stupid. I loved it. And I loved what it. A, no, I loved One the Rain Girls too. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of uh, of Dynamite this week was so. On the announcer graphics, like when they, they have the graphics for the wrestler's name, mm. uh, Hangman Page is Hangman Page has said only only entered into the contest after leaving several drunken voicemails. Oh my god, that was awesome! <laughs> that was so very funny. Um, obviously, uh, we posted on the Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Pen uh, Ray Phoenix actually suffered an injury uh, during his match with uh, uh, Pena. Pentagon Jr., uh, Pendalicetto. And uh, if you watch the match, it was a really fucked up injury. Uh, Ray Phoenix sets Penta up for a, uh, a Frankensteiner from the top rope. And when Pen- and when Phoenix uh, hits the move, instead of his body doing a full flip, he just straight up lands on his neck. Um, and, you know, you could tell he was kind of out of it, and Penta knew that he was kind of out of it, but he, you know, still continued on, and he kind of looked fine, but because they were recording uh, Dynamite the day after the live Dynamite, uh, they felt it was better that Ray didn't uh, compete in the match, so uh, Penta actually replaces uh, Ray Phoenix um, to face Kenny Omega, so we're getting a Kenny Omega and uh, Pentagon, uh, Pentagon Jr., rematch from all in in 2000 from 2018 which is uh, gonna be super fucking fun yeah yeah um stupid stuff about that what's the other dude not john silver but what's the other dude uh alex reynolds alex reynolds did you see how he got knocked the fuck out yeah that was scary and so there's so there's two injuries that happened you know during dynamite that is really making people call out AEW right now because you know people think that ray should have stopped the match they should have stopped the match when ray got hurt but i mean ray phoenix uh, is notorious for getting hurt mid-match and continuing on so i mean that just shows the toughness of the dude but yeah like it took people a while um to for for them to notice that Alex Reynolds uh, got knocked out, and so a lot of people are really pissed that you know obviously not only AEW as a whole but everybody that was in the ring, uh, the Bucks and the ref especially, uh, but I mean he seems to be okay and he seems to be in good spirits about everything, uh, but after dealing with certain injuries and certain spots and matches, this isn't a good look on AEW right now. Um, you know, especially after Matt Hardy possibly getting a concussion during uh, during All Out. Uh, what do you think? It's not a good look, especially uh, – so, I mean, uh, Alex Reynolds, you know, said he was fine. But you also have Abandon now who is injured. Abaddon, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, so apparently Abaddon got injured during a taping for a women's match for either, I think it was either Dark or Dynamite. And, you know, she got injured. And luckily, you know, it was a pre-tape match, so they're not going to show it. But Abaddon for sure is not going to be uh, featured for a bit. But, I mean, and again, it's not necessarily AEW's fault. These things just happen. You know, we could say the same thing about WWE matches, like, you know, people get hurt because that's what the that's what the sport is. That's what any sport happens. You know, physical sport. That's what happens yeah. in any physical sport. You but, could say, I mean, all the things we criticize about WWE, you could say the exact same thing about NXT. Yeah. Like, like this all happens, but the 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 only thing is that, you know, for so, and I, I barely noticed this too is that AEW has a trend of wrestlers hurting themselves, where WWE has a trend of a train has a trend of other wrestlers hurting other wrestlers. Yeah. For whatever reason, and it's weird. But that's about all we have for today. Uh, Don, where can they find you? You can find me at E-L-D-O-N-B-R-U-J-O on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, pretty much any social media platform, OnlyFans, Pornhub, you name it, you find me. Um, you can also find me at at TNDW Podcast on Twitter as well as Facebook. That's our Twitter and Facebook handle. Where can you find you, good sir? I'm at Pending257 on Twitter as well as TNDW Podcast on the Facebook and Twitter as well. And uh, just like the last uh, few breaths of WCW, would you call this a fucking show? I would call this a fucking disaster.